When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the latest episode of The Other Side. We conclude our year-long Bigfoot horror movie binge with Film School Rejects chief critic, Rob Hunter. If you want to find out where we stand when it comes to Bigfoot horror flicks, go to patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club. It's Bigfoot Collectors Club with Bryce and Michael. <laughs> I know a ghost story or two. Let's do this. <laughs> well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to Bigfoot Collectors Club, the show where we talk to amazing guests about their personal paranormal history, of course, and share stories of high strangeness. I'm your host, Michael McMillan. Not with us tonight. Your other host, Bryce Johnson. But don't worry, because filling in for him and also pulling double duty as super producer is... Riley Bray. And we have a lovely guest for you guys tonight. It's we a do. Bigfoot family reunion. We're coming down from Wet Hot Alien Summer 2, our live show last week. We're we're, we're like doing a little... It's kind of like when I uh, where I grew up in Kansas, like... We barely have fall. We have like summer and then a little bit of fall and then it's like straight to cold weather. Uh, and and we're about to do a just mini slide from Wet Hot Alien Summer 2 into our spooky Halloween season coming up in just a couple weeks. You know, I'm that ready. old I'm, that yeah, that old crusty uh scary hairy man zombie Bigfoot might be lurking around. So scary hairy man. That's pretty good. Scary hairy I like man. that. Yeah, um, man. Of what a, what show? fun that yeah. live show was, though. Yeah. Man, it was like so much anxiety building up to doing that, and then it was so fun, and it went great. And I feel like people seemed to really enjoy it, and we got a lot of great feedback on it. I so apologize glad we did that. to all of you listening. Um, just on, on the podcast, you missed some slamming covers. Is that what they say? Do they still say slamming? <laughs> that's what the that's what the kids say. Yeah. yeah. At the, at the jazz by, clubs by uh by riley at the top of the show which we just I, i'm assuming for copyright reasons we probably can't yeah put in the podcast seemed, it seemed like i wasn't gonna mess with the you know <laughs> anything there but they were good trust me so oh, come so to the fun. next one we will do uh another one before the year's end so we'll keep you posted um thanks everybody who logged on to the show last week uh and even though we reached our goal of 1000 five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, we love it if you could leave us one if you haven't done so already. And you guys, like, you were a little late, but you really stepped up. We have, like, well over a 1,000 now, so we really appreciate it. You know, this helps get the, the show to more listeners. And here's a prime example of some of the kindness you can leave uh, on Apple Podcasts. Five stars. Three magical c- creatures living in complete harmony. 
This magical podcast will turn any day right side up. These three guys are in constant harmony, and I find myself laughing out loud with my headphones on, looking like a crazy person. A bonus is getting to swoon over Riley's angelic voice. <laughs> anyway, thanks, guys, for the company on my early morning walks. You really start my day off with a smile. I truly feel like I'm strolling with my friends. By the way, by the way, moms love Riley, too! Exclamation <laughs> point, smiley face. Right, I mean, right, right back at you, moms of the world. Thanks for making Riley. the human race exist. Riley loves moms. Maybe we should just make that our next <laughs> that sh- new shirt. <laughs> Riley loves moms. I don't know about that, but we'll we'll, we'll workshop it. We'll I don't think know, about guys. It. Comment in the uh, Instagram. Let us know if we should make the Riley loves mom T-shirt. I mean, the nice thing about it, <laughs> I mean, is I do. We can crank that one out real fast. Like we don't need <laughs> yes. a. We don't need to hire, you know, a top tier graphic designer for that one. We can just yeah, that one makes itself. Yeah, I can just write that one up on my computer. You can just write it on a white shirt with a sharpie and just wear it around. <laughs> yeah, guys, do it yourself at home. Just make yourself yeah. your own interactive merchandise. Mom's T-shirt. Uh, there's some like parental love in the air right now because we also got this five star review that I thought was worth mentioning. This is from Josie Meds. Who writes stepmoms for Bryce? Five stars. <laughs> and then below that, it says stepdads too, with a sly emoji, like a sly smiling emoji. So I don't, I mean, Bryce getting it hit on by step relatives, uh, <laughs> Riley getting hit on by moms. I mean, this feels it's a, like it's it could a family be a, affair, you know? Yeah. It, and, and it does feel like we're, we're teetering dangerously close to like a weird Pornhub subsection. So keep it. <laughs> Keep yeah. it clean, guys. Yes. It's platonic podcast love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, all right. Let's get into the show today. I'm excited. Uh, she's this guest. She's the music artist behind my two favorite songs of this summer, Mango and Trist. Uh, you know mm-hmm. her. You love her. Club Scouts of all timelines. Time, time limes. Uh, Timelines. That's a variant timeline where the word line and lime yes. are switched around. All the multiverse is made out of limes. Yeah, I think I think Jimmy Buffett lives. He's like the <laughs> god of that one. <laughs> Dropping St- limes still, in everyone's margaritas. Yes, looking for his lost shaker of salt. <laughs> yeah. uh, welcome back to the show, please. Uh, Grace Mitchell. Ow! Hello. Hi, Grace. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Uh, it's been a minute. How was your yeah, wet hot sec. alien summer two summer abduction? It's the last time I'm going to say that on all the show. And uh, any spooky shit happening in your world? Well, I can tell you, it was wet and wild. <laughs> it hot. was like, it was hot. And um, any spooky shit? Hmm. <laughs> God, I wish I would have prepared i don't know if i experienced any spooky shit um i had a couple trips up to i'm sure that we talked about this on the podcast shaver lake Mm, i'm sure it's brought up the location has has been mentioned. yeah right um so i went up there a couple times with uh i went up there with one of my girlfriends we had a girls trip and i think just like being up there at night converge on it's it's sweet but it can verge on the edge of spooky because Mm -hmm. Uh, you're in the woods. Uh, it's pretty isolated. There's not a ton of there's not a ton of residents up there because it's more of like a vacation town. Um, I ran into a bear one time. That yep. was oh. really spooky. I was yeah. just uh, reading about how to like scare a bear off. 
Oh, Chris did exactly the opposite. I did not. The, I did not the, the the correct thing. I did not do. Um, I ran, even though I knew that you're not supposed to do that. Um, I I don't know. My instincts just immediately kicked in, and I booked it. And then actually, Riley's mom was there. This is a different time, mm-hmm. a different time that we were up there, and she. Well, you know, it was so crazy. You know Riley loves moms. Well, my mom loves is his the best. mom. She and rules. Janet is the absolute s h i t. He, she freaking rules. Um, she doesn't like cursing, so that's why I have to spell it that's out. Nice of you. Consider it. Yeah. <laughs> but she, she pulled, she pulled me aside. She was like, "Never run from a bear," and it was the first time <laughs> that she ever got like pissed off at me. It was like I, a proper frontier was, scholding. You yeah, got there. yeah, and she you learned one thing. Grace. It was, it was really like it was not only alarming that the bear that I spotted a bear, but also that mama bear kicked in and like fully gave me a scolding from, yeah. for running from the bear. You stand down that bear. Grace. Yeah. She's like, look that dang bear in the eye. God damn it. Angering two <laughs> bears. Yeah, yeah. Two bears. Yeah, yeah. I'm more scared of Janet than I am an actual bear. Yeah. Same. I was going yeah. through my Instagram stories yesterday and like, it was weird for like six stories. The New York times was very concerned about our bear safety. And, oh, but I, I got really sucked into this article and it was saying like, okay, a bear will probably do a bluff charge. I'm getting, yeah. and, and, mm-hmm. and, and the thing that, that you want to do impulsively is run for your life, but that'll trigger the bear to chase you. So right. what you're supposed you to, to do is stand your ground, not look the bear directly in the eye, but look at yeah. it, keep an eye on it and slowly wave your hands over your head and calmly but firmly be like, I don't want you around here, bear. Please leave me alone. <laughs> and then slowly back away. And if they, if they like bluff charge you, you just have to stay calm, which is like, oh, and then I the don't think I like, could, they, man. They probably won't go after you and they might bluff charge you twice. Uh, that's fucking Jesus. scary, but a lot of people like they get aggressive and they run, and that's right, like then right. you're challenging well, the bear and you're fucked. You need to be like British royalty in a parade and just sort of yes. wave yes. calmly. Yeah, oh my god, sternly. literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, not to actually not to veer off too far, but since you asked about like like spooky stuff, and now, since we're talking about bears, I actually have a reoccurring bear dream that oh, I've been yeah. trying to like mm. transcribe or figure out for for years i've had dreams about bears it's not like a reoccurring dream in the sense that it happens exactly the same every time but i have consistent bear dreams probably once monthly for for years this has happened for years and i've i've most recently been interested in like figuring out what that's all about and i still don't really have like an exact idea so maybe some of the maybe the listeners might be able to know if anyone's into like union dream theory or anything like that then hit us up because i want to know what the heck you're you're like fighting these bears usually right or running from them i'm i'm trying to protect myself from the bear in some capacity i'm either hiding from it uh trying to evade it or like protecting myself from it in some way like it's not a friendly bear it's interesting i mean do you want me to just pull up what i'm read what i'm pulling yeah up. sure go ahead yeah yeah um, do this it. is just Armchair. like a quick googs right here quick um, gigs. 
Uh, let's see. That's your, that's your psychiatrist. Uh, name. Slap that goog on me. Quick psychiatrist, googs, yeah. quick goobs. That's my new uh, podcast app, or my, just my new app, like therapy app. It's just quick googs. Instead of being a therapist, I just have people Google mm-hmm. something quickly. Uh, that doesn't dreams. sound sexual in the slightest. <laughs> quick googs. Hey, I just need a quick googs. Um, <laughs> when you dream about bears chasing you, it means okay. you are avoiding or trying to escape from your real life problems. Um, the dream reminds you to remain bold and fight adversities. It tells you to confront the fears of waking life and resolve it comfortably. The chasing dreams are symbolic of uh, of a flight response. Um, there's mm. also, I'm getting like, okay, here we go. If a bear's chasing you, escape and avoidance. Bear's attacking, wildness and aggression. Hunting, mm. I mean, come on, that's a little on the nose. Killing, a bear. I know. Well, that's the thing is like that. I've looked at like Michael, don't get me wrong, I've looked the shit I've up, figured. and they're all like, so on haven't. the nose. It sounds like my mom's advice applies to the dream bear as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is what we're learning here. You gotta, sorry, I'm, sorry, I cut you off. Continue. No, I'm just saying, I'm getting also some like beware, beware, there might be some impending danger in your life. Oh, wow. Oh. Oh, like like some future some like future bear attack. Maybe you're <laughs> dreaming <laughs> that you're gonna get like attacked by a, bear. by a bear. Is this it's just like a prophecy? Is a prophecy being yeah. foretold? Oh, it's no. not symbolic. Oh, no. It's literal. You're gonna have oh, to God. be okay. The bear's not attacked by a bear. Literally going to be mauled by a bear. I have to yeah. say that the that this all started when uh, the bear dreams absolutely began after I saw the revenant. Oh well, I think that's the that's your answer. You just saw the revenant. Yeah. It could just yeah, but for, be why would revenue. I be dreaming about bears for years after seeing that movie? That's like so weird and specific. I That's think true. maybe Probably maybe the bear is like you know a spirit animal for you, and maybe it's angry because you're not in touch with it. Oh. Damn. Let's look into That's that. Crazy, Michael. Let's look you into get it. In touch with your Let's um. Bear. Why don't you Damn. check that out on Quick Googs and let me know what what you find. <laughs> Um, guys, I'm excited to have Grace here because it is an L Files episode this week. Listeners have sent in their listener stories, their own personal paranormal experiences and stories of high strangeness. Um, if you have one of these stories, please write to us at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com. And I gotta tell you, I'm a little parched. My throat... (laughs) My throat is dry because the well is getting empty, you guys. Oh, no, not the well. The well? The the, the The story well. well, The L-Files well. Oh, my God. We're thirsty for them. I think my my gosh, Violet's thirsty for it. I think my food is here. I think someone's knocking on the door to tell me that my postmates is here. Uh, But I'm going to go check it out. Hold on. You guys vamp. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah. You know, go, go, go grab your food. We're vamping, we're vamping. And we're vamping and rolling. Grace and Riley now have now the show. Podcast. Okay, it's okay, podcast. so now is a perfect time yeah. to introduce our new segment called The Real Housewives uh, of Par- Salt Lake City. So, yeah, of Salt Lake City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So yeah. we're talking about The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because it is by far the most absurdist, Dadaist. Real Housewives yes, that exists. That's it's true. The s- most bizarre, it's a most entertaining train wreck. Really. It's a psyop, literally, like <laughs> the CIA, like just to see deep state. Program. What like what people will like believe is happening in the uh, in reality like, TV? Yeah, that's a thing. No, yeah. they're like no, for sure. The this lady is, that married her actual grandfather, right. at her grandmother's wishes, not her 
not her biological grandfather, but still she grew up with him. You see, that's Psychotic. irrelevant to me. Like, I agree. The fact too. it's Just so don't, don't marry your grandpa because like everyone in general, everyone in the Real Housewives like wants to be like, okay, it's all good because it's not her actual grandpa. That's no, that's horrifying. Yeah. That's so disgusting I, that we like. Okay, yeah. We're I talking about marrying your grandpa for thirty seconds, and now you're on marrying your grandpa. <laughs> well, no, we just pitched well, our segment of the show called "The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City." Grace and Riley discussed. I mean, this is what happens when you leave us alone. We, you yeah. guys were here. We talked about Real Housewives for an entire episode with uh, Marcy Jaro and Jess Jardine. I, you from did not. You should have had Grace on for that. Oh my god! I mean, and that's the whole. That's like my wet right dream. There. What the hell? It is and a no weird... bears in that one. I think it just must be because of you guys, but this show is forming a strange bond with a show that I've never, I've never seen a TV show. I've never seen, um, there was food outside yeah. and I don't want to attract any pesky bears, but yeah, don't, unless you're Michael. Cause you know, Michael loves grandfathers. Don't marry your own grandfather. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. That's it's on a shirt. So it's true. Yeah. Oh my Stepdads God. Love is Bryce. it really? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. Ma- Riley <laughs> loves oh, moms. That's the, Riley right. Loves that's the next shirt. Stepdad yeah. For Bryce. Michael loves mm-hmm. grandfathers. That's what. That that's a, the, yeah, it's like a set. Hot. You can get all the whole set. It's a whole fashion line. Mm-hmm. It's a whole fashion fine. Uh, okay, guys, write into Bigfoot Collectors Club at gmail.com. Look, keep it tight. All right. Some of these letters we get, they're just a little too long to read on the show. Uh, you know, like, uh, like, like, you know, five, six paragraphs tops. Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Some of the stories are good, but they just go on too long. We can't do it. Um, mm-hmm. But before we dive into those, Riley, get ready, because I have some... Basie Say News! news. Oh, well done. This one is actually from a listener, Rachel Bussert, who's been putting together our... Uh, book list and our media mm-hmm. list. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I've, I've, I need to continue to, I think that that is in our link tree on our social media at, um, uh, our Instagram and, uh, at Bigfoot Collectors Club and our Twitter at Bigfoot Pod. But, uh, she's like crushing it over there. Thank you, Rachel. Yeah. Uh, she's basically like Rachel. a scout master yeah. of the club scouts of Bigfoot. This is like, yeah. she should be striking right now from listening to the show until we pay her fair wages because <laughs> the the amount of like free vol- voluntarily work by the way we're not asking her to do it but uh we appreciate it uh now i'm already getting defensive <laughs> oh god oh. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, never mind forget it <laughs> never mind uh rachel keep it up uh so she wrote in <laughs> with this story you know i like to do some like listener supported stories she wrote mm-hmm. hi guys I just wanted to send a quick note about something that I found while doing some research for fall programming. Have you ever heard of the Crosswick Monster? It's a snake-like monster that was encountered off the Little Miami River in Crosswick, Ohio in 1882. Interesting to note, Crosswick is about a 30-minute drive from Loveland, uh, of course, the home of the Loveland Frogmen. Uh, And the current theory in the Cub Scout group chat is that things have been Ninja Turtled in the Little Miami River. (laughs) I mean, I love all of this. I mean, except for the pollution, but also awesome. I like you making that an adjective, or a verb, actually, rather. Yeah, Yeah. you got Ninja Turtled. Anyway, out of curiosity, I did track down the original article from the Cincinnati Inquirer, if you'd like to check it out. Well, two things. Yes, 
Uh, Want to check it out. Another thing. Second thing. There's a Cub Scout group chat that I don't know about. What is happening? Yeah, yeah what the heck? That's exciting. And is that also probably supposed to say Club Scout group, group chat? Because they're probably not just I like, think it is. I think it's like, just a mis- young, It is Club Scout. And I should have caught that. Thank you. Um, I don't know where So she sent me this article, and I believe it is from 1882. So I Amazing. thought, Riley, maybe you could give me a new jingle here. Like a mm-hmm. like a a bell ringing or a church bell, like let's put a little church bell in here right here, some sort of you know pre television sound. Got as it. as I say, hear ye, hear ye, we have some ye old BCC news. BCC news. All right, so I'm gonna get into this story. It is uh. Not super short, so I might do some editing on the fly, but it's very interesting. Waynesville, Ohio, May 27th. Although this is an old, settled neighborhood, and the primitive snakes in the main have long since disappeared, except the black garter and rattlesnake, and occasionally some other species, we are once in a while greeted with the report of some monster of this uncanny tribe. Oh, Like, already, I like that it's just listing snakes. For several (laughs) years, it has been reported that the track of one above the town of unusual size had, on different occasions, been seen in the dust where it had crossed the pike. This report made the timid fearful. While the generality of the people did not seem to fear or care anything about it, and it has been reserved until yesterday to develop one of the most remarkable specimens ever seen in or out of snake season. And the story thereof is so well authenticated that the more incredulous of the neighborhood on big snake stories are forced at last to lend an attentive ear. About one mile north of this place is a little village called Crosswick. Among uh, the town is John Lynch, who has two boys, Ed and Joe, aged respectively 13 and 11 years. These boys were at a small creek on the south side of the village fishing yesterday. After sitting on the bank of a short time, they heard quite a stir among some old reeds, grass, and brush behind them. And... On looking round, they saw a huge monster approaching them rapidly. They screamed and, paralyzed almost with horror, started to run. No, 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 stand your ground, little lads, little 1882 lads. Look this monster (laughs) in the eye. Can't run. Can't run. No, no, no. Slowly wave your hands (laughs) over your head, chaps. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hey there, you monster. When the snake, or whatever it might be, for they never saw aught like it before, came close up to the older one, and suddenly, throwing out two long arms, or forelegs, seized the boy in its slimy embrace, simultaneously producing more two more legs, about four Ooh, feet uh, long, from Lord. which mysterious hiding places in its body, and dragged the boy some 100 yards down the creek, to a large sycamore, 26 feet in diameter. <laughs> a sycamore, you say? <laughs> at the base, hollow, and with a large opening in one side. Though this aperture, the, uh, through this aperture, the monster attempted to enter with the boy, who by this time was almost dead with fright and unable to make any resistance. 
three men. Reverend Jacob Horn, always a reverend stepping in to save a boy from a monster in these villages. Reverends. George Peterson and Alan Jordan were quarrying stone a short distance above where the boys were fishing (laughs) and heard their screams and seeing the creature yanking off, yanking one off, hurried in an attempt (laughs) to rescue the child. They they weren't aware of these uh, sexual innuendos back then. <laughs> it's a different time. Yeah, back then it was like I'm playing the skin flute. Uh, they reached the tree. <laughs> they reached a tree soon after the snake, who, failing in its first attempt to drag the boy into his den, became alarmed, probably at the outcries made by its pursuers, unfastened its horrible fangs, and dropped the more than half dead child to the earth. <gasps> The little fellow was picked up and carried home, and Dr. Elsie Lukens of Waynesville summoned to attend him. In the afternoon, about 60 men, here we go, old-fashioned monster posse, armed with clubs, dogs, axes, gathered around the sycamore tree and concluded to cut it down and destroy its fearful tenant. They began cutting, when, becoming alarmed for his safety, the formidable snake leaped from the aperture, threw out its fore and hind legs, erected itself about 12 or 14 feet with the velocity of a racehorse, crossed a creek, ran up the small hill, climbed over a rail fence, breaking it down, and continuing north a mile, followed by the pursuers until he reached a hole in the large hill under a heavy ledge of rocks. Some of the men and dogs were so terrified at the beast's first appearance that they only thought of getting out of the way. But the braver portion followed until the frightful thing made its retreat underneath the ground. So basically, these guys uh, waited around for the monster. It didn't... uh, Oh, and they described it as this. It was... uh, Here we go. 30 to 40 feet long, 16 inches in diameter, 30 to 40 feet long, and the legs 4 feet long, and covered with scales the same as the body. Feet about... 12 inches long and shaped like a lizard's of black and white color with large yellow spots, head about 16 inches wide with a long black forked tongue and the mouth inside deep red. Its hind legs appear to be used to give it an erect position and its propelling power in its tail. Uh, Dr. Lucan said this morning that the boy, his patient, was badly bruised and scratched, horribly frightened, and that he lay in convulsions and, conv- uh, convulsions and spasms until three o'clock this morning when he fell asleep, but frequently waked with fright and terror. Yet the doctor thinks he'll recover in a few days. So, uh, yeah, basically they saw this. They don't know what it is. Everyone's like, keep an eye out. Uh, the big ass snake with legs. Yeah, the cross Man, with people monster. had people had so much more time on their hands back they then. Really, just did. like that had to be like that that generation's equivalent of like like BuzzFeed. You know, that's like a that's like a BuzzFeed article in 1882. You yes. know, it's like it just lists snakes for a while and talk about trees and really it's, set the right, scene, right, right, develop right. the story. So you know, you're really invested it. in it by the end. It's, yeah, it's like a different. Today would be a listicle that's just like, this is a snake. This is a monster. <laughs> yeah. This boy saw one of these monsters, and then it'll go to, like, a YouTube video. 
yeah, right, like right. seven snake monsters that'll blow your mind. Yeah. <laughs> seven snake monsters that are canceled in 2021. That's right. But the government doesn't want you to yeah. know. 17 yeah. times we forgot about snake monsters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You won't believe where the snake monster is now. <laughs> 16 times Oscar Isaac made us horny for snake monsters. Print it. That's good, man. Good I would stuff. clip the sh- crap out of that. Yeah. I would yeah, too. absolutely. Well, thank you for that uh, article, what Rachel. Article. That was so love, good. I love that. Love an original source story about a local monster. Love to see mm-hmm. their monster posses back in 1882. Um, so thank you so much. That was a lot of fun. That concludes. Monster posse. Ye old BCC news. BCC news. All right, let's dig into these L files. Riley, I got you up first with the story. Uh, what do you got here? Well, strangely enough, this story is titled "That's a Weird Bear." Whoa! Whoa! Synchronicity. Cool. All right, that happens a lot on L files. So weird. All right, my last L files was about my supposedly haunted house. It was such a hoot to hear y'all read it. Here's the email I've been meaning to sit down and write since I found your podcast. All right. In 2005, my high school boyfriend, let's call him Patty for the sake of this story, and I were on our way why? to see... Why Patty? Yeah, why Patty? <laughs> I... Is he Irish? Maybe just always wished that was his name. Maybe know? he looks oh. like Patty Constantine, the actor. I don't know who that is. Sorry, Patty He's in Summer of Love and a lot of other things. He's really good. He's an Irish actor. All right. He's great. All right, great. Okay. Oh, I think I know. Oh, I think I know what you're talking. About. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna. We'll. We'll all picture him then. Anyways, they're on their way to see his older sister play at a soccer game at her boarding school in Rabin Gap, Georgia. And uh, we were coming from upstate South Carolina, and the way to Rabin Gap is mostly back roads through the lush northeast Georgia mountains. The rest of Patty's family were piled in his dad's car, and we drove separately behind them. On our way to Rabin Gap, I really hope I'm pronouncing that right because I just guessed the first time and then she wrote it 17 more Robin times. Robin doesn't sound cr- no. right. No, R A B U N. Rabin? Robin or Rabin? Rabin. Rabin. R A B U N. Anyways, I've said it several times. Hopefully it's right. On the way to Rabin Gap, we passed through Tallulah Gorge State Park. We saw an overlook and decided to pull off and get a look at the waterfall. The waterfall and gorge are absolutely magnificent, but I'm only outdoorsy in the way of getting drunk on patios. <laughs> I, I have no clue how high up the overlook is or how long the gorge is, but from where we were standing, we could see a big-ass waterfall and a river. Big boulders lined both sides of the river, and at this time, there didn't appear to be any banks, just water, rocks, and woods. It was bright daylight, not even noon, but we were relishing in the alone time the way lots of teenagers do. When we came up for the that horny teens, exciting, you know, horny teens. When we came up for air, we were just watching the waterfall and letting our eyes chase the rapids down the river. As my eyes were following the river, I noticed an animal on the rocks and said, "Huh, that's a weird bear. Look," <laughs> and pointed out at a far away but noticeably big creature on all fours crawling over the rocks on the farthest side of the riverbank. It was moving in a spider-like way across the boulders with ease and remarkable speed. It must have covered about 100 yards of rocks in Reggie Bush time. I'm assuming that's a sports reference. I, I'm not getting the references. Patty asked me for me to point it out a couple more times, and then I knew he saw it because he gasped and said plainly, that is not a bear. Without saying what I think we saw yet, 
I'll describe further what we could see. We saw right, a very big just animal. running back for, uh, <laughs> I'm Googling this, the Saints. Quick Googs. Did you quick Googs? Quick Googs, Guys, sign up for quick Googs. Things. Dude, promo code 10% off with code Grace. Get <laughs> <laughs> the quick Googs. We saw a very big animal on all fours. It had two arms and two legs. It was very lean, covered in tawny and quite long hair. We could see a human looking behind a very hairy one. We could not at all see the face. We were very far up and had an eagle's eye view from this overlook we were on. That only speaks to the size of the weird bear. I I don't really understand what was it had a about human looking butt, a big hairy butt. We could see oh, a human gotcha, looking gotcha, behind. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Oh, behind, like, like a behind. I yeah. thought, okay, that makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking. Okay, cool. I had seen so bears they, from far away before. They were getting before. mooned by a Bigfoot. Is basically what I right. think is happening. And it had like uh, a, it had like a nice kind of you know freshly waxed booty. No, nice. it was very hairy. No, very hairy. So oh. not waxed. I thought we were, okay, okay. But human shaped, but hairy, human shaped. extra hairy, extra hairy. Reading right. is hard, right? Reading's hard. Okay. I had seen bears from far away before many times at my family's lake house. And even the mama black bears look small from far away. This did not look small or black or like a bear. After observing this weird bear for what seemed like minutes, but was probably only a few seconds, this thing stood up and dove from the rocks into the river. It dove the exact same way a human would. It stood up with astounding ease and raised its arms up. This is insane. Over its head to a point and dove legs together. When it stood up, we could see long, wet hair from its head and what looked like a bald spot in the same place a middle-aged human might go bald on the top center of its head. The long hair on its head even clumped together in strands the way a person with long hair looks when they get out of a pool. I sucked in a breath and asked Patty if he saw that, and he told me yes, he did, and that he pissed his pants. Wow. I hope he pissed his pants. I was waiting to watch the thing come up out of the water, but he grabbed my arm and said we needed to get out of there. I was completely oblivious to Bigfoot and Sasquatch at the time. I don't think I had ever even thought of it before. I might not have even known about it because I don't have any childhood memories of watching any paranormal TV shows or checking out cryptid books from the library. It definitely definitely didn't occur to me at the time of this sighting that that's what we saw. I could feel my brain trying to calculate the human-like attributes with highly adapted animal-like attributes, and my top answers for what we saw were weird bear and or someone very athletic and hairy living off-grid in a state park in Deliverance, Georgia, cue Banjos Riley. We got back in Patty's car, and I noticed that I like that this listener is giving sound cues. Even yeah, guys, listen, you're getting a little too big for your britches, everybody. All right, Riley will direct <laughs> the music the show. Yeah, all right. right, yeah, yeah. I get the reference. All right. We got back in Patty's car, and I noticed that fear must have affected me, too, because I had tears and mascara streaming down my face, but I don't remember crying. He immediately started the car and peeled out of the overlook. He was very paranoid at the rest of the drive to his sister's school, checking the mirrors and the tree lines on each side of the country roads. We drove in silence for a while. I finally asked if it wasn't a bear what what it was, and, and he said he didn't know, and I still didn't know either, but I didn't think it was a weird bear. Patty and I dated all through high school and college. We always bowed out of fraternity mountain weekends and camping trips with friends, both knowing why, but we never talked about it again. We broke up the year after college. Years after we lost touch, I got a Facebook message from Patty asking if I thought we saw a Sasquatch that day. 
I responded that yes, I did think that's what we saw, and then he blocked me. Rude. <laughs> Oh, oh my, my god. god. Oh my god. You did. just needed to find out that one little tidbit. Whoa. What a. Yo, so is that a swatch or what? So rude. What so like rude, a, Patty. Like, like, dramatic turn this entire thing mm-hmm. took. Like, this is now like a Hulu miniseries where, <laughs> yes. like, a scripted drama. Years have elapsed. A yeah, whole life has gone by. Where Patty's just Man. sitting home alone, freaked out. I mean, Patty, don't ask if you don't want to know, and then don't block. Yeah, you can't handle the truth, man. You got all this Patty. history. You can't just go blocking on fear. Come on. I never knew about strange creatures in the woods, and even after seeing this one, I can't be positive what we saw that day. But I no longer believe Bigfoot is just a myth in the Pacific Northwest. I don't go in the woods for anything, and I certainly won't ever go back to Tallulah Falls. I've only ever told that to my husband because we watched and loved Expedition Bigfoot. Nice. I haven't listened to any Bigfoot Encounter podcast besides y'all's, and I've admittedly never researched sightings in the Georgia mountains because I don't need to take that on. I don't know the history of the area or if... Yeah, fair, fair. Fair. Or if sightings are common there, and I've never reported my sighting to anyone. Unless this counts, this definitely counts. My story sounds so strange, and we were so far away from what we saw, but we both knew we weren't supposed to see it, and we were both very scared by it. That's my one, and hopefully only ever, weird creature sighting, and I promise not to write y'all any more novels. This was a very good novel. Keep up the work, y'all. Lindsay. Wow. Thanks, Lindsay. I mean... That's I think one, yes. That's one of the best uh, Bigfoot encounter stories we've received, I, I gotta say. I think Two so, witnesses. Too. Yeah, yeah, like First human-like hand. behavior. Yeah, the the diving is crazy. You I saw Bigfoot. Sure. This is so what people see too. now. Whatever the fuck that is, who knows? But this is a Bigfoot sighting. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think like big time. You know, and if I were Bryce, I'd be like, you know that you know ultra. What is it? What does he call the ultrasound? <laughs> Not the ultrasound. Big bit. That's uh, the Bigfoot. Uh, Wait. The, the noise OBGYN. Oh, hi- um, hyper. Uh, wait, is it called? This is why we need Bryce. Yeah, yeah Bryce. Like, come on. <laughs> like when the the Infra- infrasound. Sound. infrasound. I, oh, I'm so stoked! I got that. I'd, so, like to, I'd like to see Bigfoot performing an ultrasound too, though. Yeah, that know. would be. That does sound like a, a little miracle. Like a sketch from like wow, uh, okay. <laughs> college humor in 2002. Um, yeah, exactly. But I think like. Yeah, I mean, you saw Bigfoot. I mean, what else? You saw, and you saw Bigfoot's butt. Like, you got mm-hmm. a in a Hot. bald spot. A middle-aged, Most naked Bigfoot. Most importantly. I like that that's like, I like picturing this Bigfoot in, in, in its life, his life, I'm assuming, because he's balding. It's like, he's like, you know, he's like kind of coming to terms with his aging, and he's standing up on this cliff, and he's like, I'm going to dive into that water. And just like the whole, just that really whole Bigfoot tranquil. moment, you know? Yeah. It's, uh, it's really, it's nice. What a nice thing you said. I like Even though it's terrifying, I guess. Dove in the water. That's what That's I'm saying. That's like a vibe. Yeah, it's like this, this is a very sort of soulful Bigfoot here. Just totally. Taking a moment, <laughs> taking in the nature. It's soulful. Diving into the pool and just swimming this hair glistening in the sun as he comes out of the water. Yeah. Do you think that he saw them? Maybe, and he was like, and that's why he dove in. I think Bigfoot show. always knows when you're around. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and the infrasound yeah. thing might really add, like, explain why you realized you were so scared, but you didn't really realize it. You know what I mean? That you're like yeah. crying and you didn't even know. Um, mm-hmm. If we're going with you know a, a hardcore Bryce take, which I feel like we should offer, and he would mention here, you know, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, you Great saw letter. Bigfoot. Great letter, you saw Lindsay. Bigfoot. You Patty. saw. 
you, you except the truth. Yeah, Good you one. saw Bigfoot and then you got ghosted. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right, luck. well, Good we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got more Elf Files with Grace Mitchell. Nova just suddenly got very frightened. He like looked up really, like, really concerned. Oh, no. <laughs> it was kind of funny. I miss Nova more than yeah, anyone ever will ever understand. Just come just record come over, over here. What the heck? Well, every time we want to record, Riley, we get a last minute message from Riley saying the studio's not ready yet. The You're studio's right. not ready yet. This, yeah, it's messy down there. But you could record in my studio, maybe. That's where we are now. Well, let's talk about it. You. All right, Grace, what do you got for us? Okay. I have for us this evening Porky's Ghost of Revenge. Um, it, it begins as such. Hey, fellas and guest. That's me. I'm a huge fan of BCC and, uh, they said BBC, which is kind of funny. <laughs> maybe that's, that's what cool. they meant to write. Maybe, maybe, maybe they, they love look. Sherlock. You know what? They're like, listen, I like BBC. <laughs> yeah. They're big cool. Benedict Cumberbatch. They're big British company. Um, he says, I think he meant to say BCC, but he says, I'm a huge fan of BBC and I'm a new Patreon. Best five bucks I've ever spent. Oh, oh that's awesome. I know he definitely meant BCC because he says it in the next thing. <laughs> yes, we know that. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> I now have even more BCC radness to coat my brain. I mean, this I'm is not like, sure. this is not a mystery that we need a, BC, a BBC mystery <laughs> right. to be about. You got, it's not you like got, you got a lot like, of letter to get We've already figured it out. <laughs> all right, fine. Fine, I just want to be specific. I'm not sure what format is preferred, so I sent an attached document as well. Oh, wait, I could probably skip past all We got this. a cover letter. I grew up in... I grew up in Newcastle. Nice professional. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I grew up in Newcastle, PA. It's it's typical rundown Rust Belt city riddled with drug addiction and weird shit. I'll send you another listener's tales about all high strangeness that lurks in the realm of Newcastle, PA. But for now, I'll just give you a ghost story. The story takes place in a new house that my family and I had just moved into. We lived in an apartment prior to this move, so a house wasn't something I was used to. Feel free to... Oh my gosh, he gives a lot of like random little antidotes. Uh, okay, here's the beginning of the story. The ghost of Croton. Or Croton? I don't know. C-R-O-T-O-N. We're getting some words today we don't know how to pronounce. And we can't be bothered. Croton. Croton. Thank you, Croton. Galaxy. One snowy winter night, I had come home to an empty house. I grabbed the cavatelli and sauce that was thawing in a giant Tupperware container in the sink and scooped my bowl of dinner for one and threw it in the microwave. Setting the scene. After my food lewd set in, I laid down on the couch with my silver and blue plush football pillow. I think this guy used to write for the um, newspaper back in 1882. Yeah, 1882, right? He's about to describe some snakes. He's he's setting the mood for us. I I made in home economics a woman. I apologize. Apologize, Tammy. Oh, oh, sorry. Look, Excuse me. I feel like on the last bias. L files. Good griefy. Good gosh. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, on the last L files, I messed up the gender too. I made a home economics a few e- years back. It matched my Dallas Cowboys Tony Dorsett football jersey. I turned so the many television football on. references. <laughs> yeah, all right, we gotta get through. 
We're not jocks. <laughs> I turned the television on for a late night with HBO. I watched whatever I wanted without adult supervision often. Tonight's man- uh, matinee was a classic. That's not what a matinee is. Uh, Porky's Revenge, part three of the, of the all-time comedy classic trilogy. Don't real-time I- <laughs> critique the letter, Grace. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I do it all the time. As I laid myself down on the couch and readied myself to fall into sumbler, sumber, excuse me, slumber off the side of titties and the imagination of Meets Me, the intro of the movie was the commencement of the graduates of the cast. The graduation song we all know is often known simply as Pomp and Circumstance or as the Graduation March which was the intro to Porky's Revenge. On this night, I felt an uneasy presence. Maybe uneasy isn't the right word. I guess I'd say I didn't feel I was alone when I was supposed to be alone. As the movie is rolling and the commencement song plays, I hear a double of the song from a female voice humming behind the couch that I'm lying on. Oh my God, that's scary. I immediately shut the TV off to check my sanity and the voice continued for a millisecond and she quit once she knew she was caught in the silence. Every hair on my body stood on end and I went cold. I was totally frozen in fear of the unknown. I I could not wrap my head around what just happened in that millisecond. I finally grasped what was happening. I jumped up and screamed, hello? I was still in shock of what just happened. I then heard something in the basement. Oh, nope. this is not good. This nope. is scary, man. Nope. nope. Oh, we all, we've all seen the horror movie and no, don't go in the basement. I didn't go into the basement, but I did open the door. I saw a shadow of a man and that's all I needed to see. Wait. Wow. Oh, that would just freak me out. I ran away from the basement door, scooped my home economics football, and bolted out the front door. The snow was up to my knees until I got to Dewey Avenue and hooked a ride up Dewey. I had no idea where I was going. I just knew to run as fast and as far away from our house. I finally get my sense of direction and go to Judy C's house. She's my old babysitter. Getting real specific with street names and old babysitters. I'm I'm here for it, man. This image of this running down the suburban street in fear, holding this football pillow. I'm like, this is like a like a PT like movie like, right here. Like this, yeah. I think like these first few letters and that article all have like a level of like Stephen King to them. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, <laughs> right, yeah. you're right. Whimsical, specific story. Everyone wants like, to be a writer over here. Weird <laughs> small towns where creepy things and bad things are happening, and everyone's got mm-hmm. a secret. Yeah. Do we agree that there, he's referencing two ghosts? Like the girl. I think she, she. Oh my God, what is happening? It's, it's the football's throwing me off letter. because, you know, sports are for boys. Uh, I mean, also, what I, they could be they. Not these I mean, boys. we don't know. Yeah, it could be they. <laughs> uh, are they referencing two ghosts? Like there's one it's, lady ghost and I, then a male ghost? I mean, there's one female voice and then um, a, uh, a, a, a male, shadow male figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, continue. Okay, cool. continue, sorry, continue. Sorry, sorry, I lost my place. Okay. I started banging on her door, and to her shock, there was a cold Tammy. Oh, sorry, Tammy. On her doorstep with terror in my eyes and a fumbling of words as I enter her house. Tam, what's going on? Where's your coat? It's freezing outside. What are you doing? There's a man in the basement and a girl singing in the house. What? Where's your mom? Everyone's working. Once I calm down, Judy calls my mom at the rec center. My mom and my brother come home right away. We go into the house together. My brother grabs a bat, opens the basement door, and lets out a big disappointed sigh. Mom, come here. 
She runs over and does the same thing, and they look at me with dismay and then call me to attend their gathering of disappointment. (laughs) It's a shadow of my dad's coat and a jacket that hung up on a coat rack. Oh, we've all made that uh, mistake before. Fair mistake. Yeah. Okay, fine. But that doesn't explain the girl humming the graduation song, I exclaim with conviction. At this point, my brother pushed me and was super pissed at him. Oh, excuse me, at me for making him and our mother come home early from work. I felt terrible, but I knew I wasn't hearing imaginary noises. That was a kid humming along with the commencement song. My whole life, I had a weird experience. I've had weird experiences and always end up like this. I say something and I'm the fuck up and the liar. The kid looking for attention, same as it ever was. I'm pretty sure I'm a magnet for the weird and bizarre. Something I'm sure you guys can relate to. Keep up the great work. I absolutely love the podcast. Never a dull moment. Thank you, Tammy. Thank you, Tammy G. P.S. If you guys could list some of your favorite books on the Patreon page, I would greatly appreciate it. Big love to all of you. Riley Bray, I love Spindrift. Nice! Aw. Thanks, Tammy. Uh, Sorry I kept calling you a he. Sorry. Tammy. Tammy. Uh, we believe you, and you mm-hmm. know once, uh, yeah, you, get, totally believe once you. you get scared by a, a a horny humming ghost who wants to watch Porky's Revenge, you, every little thing you see, you, you're gonna think is a is a ghost or right. a yeah. Once once person. the disembodied yeah. voices fire up, then it's like all bets yeah. are off. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, Certainly, that's fair. we believe and, you. Know, you. Like, yeah, and maybe you know, even if there is a logical explanation, like you see the coat or whatever, that doesn't necessarily invalidate the experience overall and like if you are sensitive to sort of these bendy sides of reality like you know maybe it kind of overlaps in a way so you know don't beat yourself up i'd like to hear another story from tammy like she said that she's had a couple experiences with this like yeah do another one first first like employment of just straight up dialogue (laughs) right she really wrote a short story and we appreciate it yeah We haven't re- yet received an Elf Files in screenplay format, but I think it's only a matter of time. That's probably true. And you can ditch the cover letter, everyone, next time. Just get right into the story. We love it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of getting right into the story, let's get into another one. Um, this one is titled Saw Something in the Night Sky. Hello, Bryce. Not present no michael you're wrong <laughs> you do Christina, not say hello to him how dare you he's not you already here. messed up <laughs> michael super producer riley and guest grace mitchell me big fan of the show and i wanted to share something i saw in the night sky let me preface by saying i don't do drugs nor drink i am boringly straight laced nothing wrong with nothing that nothing wrong with that i was co- completely coherent when i saw this on August 21st, 2020, oh, oh, recently, I went to a drive-in located in Torrance, California. Shout out, Torrance. So it's after the movie, and most cars had left. <laughs> why, why shout out Torrance? Just why? want to shout out Torrance. You know? Our neighbors in like, kind of gets overlooked. It's so close to L.A., but it's like its own thing, you know? Shout out Torrance. Damn, yeah, totally. Yeah. So it's after the movie, and most cars had left the lot by this point. My family and I had stayed in the mostly empty lot. We were outside the car talking. It was three of us facing each other. In the span of a second or two, a gigantic blue orb was in the night sky, and it vanished as quickly as it appeared. It was massive, like it covered most of the night sky in my field of vision. Gnarly. Wow. I could see inside the orb. It was swirling with electricity. This is incredible. Wow, that's, I mean, orbs. (laughs) 
<laughs> it sure is. It was amazing. It seemed to pop in my field of vision, kind of like when a ship jumps out of hyperdrive in Star Wars. Yeah. It just appeared out of nowhere, and it immediately shot forward like a comet. Yeah. It was gone so quickly. I could barely react, and of course my family missed it as it wasn't in their direction. I'm honestly not too sure what to make of it and hope some other listener out there may have witnessed it too. What the heck was that? I wanted to say a comet or a ball of lightning, but it was just so massive and came out of nowhere. Thank you for reading my story. Club out Christina. She, her. Oh, there we go. Oh, See, that's great. Provide? Yes, please put your pronouns. Guys, these pronouns really help us uh, they really be help. less anxious. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> We're doing our I'll tell best. you what. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Club, ignorant. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you what, Club Scout, Christina. Um, I may have told this on the podcast before. Uh, this is a story that I'm borrowing from a friend of mine. He, uh, this is about, mm, I'd say, 10, 10, at least 10 years ago. He was living in Santa Monica, right near the ocean. So not, you know, not too far from Torrance. Um, Mm -hmm. Don't think it was the same night. But um, obviously, this was in August 2020. But he was driving home and he said the entire night sky lit up like ultraviolet blue, like a flash Mm, of lightning. Wow! And then all the lights like went out for about 30 seconds and then came back on. And wow. I don't know if it was like a transformer blowing, like the way he said it, it was Come like in. something lit out over the ocean, like out that he was, he was like driving West and facing the sky over the ocean. And he saw a giant blue flash over the ocean. And then like the streetlights wow. went, dum, 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 dum. and then there was just like, you know, 20, 30 seconds went by and it all came back on. So I don't know, man. I, you know, some people think that like there's a whole UFO spaceport under the water, right outside Santa Monica out towards Catalina. Um, I'm not saying I like that theory. I don't know that it's true or anything, but I I like the idea of it a lot. Can I just say, I want to say like all of like the, the point like all of the uh descriptors are very like consistent with like what people i mean the orb glowing blue shoots off uh really fast that's like all consistent with like yeah alien and ball lightning activity. i don't i don't know enough about but ball what lightning. i will if it was a ball light i feel like you'd hear thunder the only thing i can think of is that she said she was at a drive-in so like it could have been maybe some kind of like dust devil catching the projector maybe well but also torrents or uh that gives me major like spacex vibes too oh yeah aren't they they're down yeah there. so many people have been like i mean not to discredit but, but those that last for a really long time like, that's true they last nowhere? for a long yeah not time. like it's not like a quick thing that takes right. up the whole sky for right a moment. debunked yeah I don't know. We debunked the debunk. Club Scouts, if you've seen something like this or you were in or around Torrance on August 21st, 2020, uh, shout, shout us out. Write us yeah, an, let us know. Write yeah. us an yeah. email at BigfootCollectorsClub at gmail.com or comment in the Instagram uh, post about this episode. Give Christina uh, some help. Mm-hmm. Elon, if you're listening and you were on your way home and you saw <laughs> yeah, this. Elon. Shoot us an email. Yeah. Don't make it too bright and blue. Otherwise, we'll be scared. All right, Grace, you got one for us? Yeah, girl. Um, So, 
This is the story. Songs about aliens. Hello, BCC guys. I would be remiss if I never reached out to you about songs about aliens or alien abduction before the end of Wet Hot Alien Summer 2. I am a big fan of The Killers, and the and I was always curious if you guys ever heard their song Spaceman. Do you guys know that song? I think I know that song, yeah. I, I know The Killers, but I don't know Spaceman. Um, if you ever looked at the lyrics, I feel like they have completely summarized the typical experiences that many abductees report. I'm including the lyrics below for your convenience. Okay. The following <laughs> lines stand out for me, for me uh-huh. on how much they get it right. In the first verse, the narrator who gets abducted talks about how exciting it is and how they ripped me from my bed. Then the narrator changes his mind about the experience after they, quote, cut me open. In the second verse, the narrator is back at home and looking and looking forward to living their life as normal as possible. But it's, quote, going to haunt me. How many abductees are traumatized for life over their experiences and they find it very hard to move past it? Quote, and you know I'm fine, but I hear those voices in, of night. Some uh, excuse me, I'm sorry. And you know I'm fine, but I hear those voices at night sometimes. Captures how much the person is trying to cope with th- with this, but they still hear things they can't explain. The best part of this song, though, is the chorus. "Quote the spaceman says, everybody look down. It's all in your mind. Emphasis mind." mind the alien is telling the person quote this never happened don't think about it and don't tell anybody sadly by the end of the song the narrator gives in and agrees and says quote it's all in my mind emphasis mind after they report what happened they are harassed or become a pariah and they decide to deny their own memories and they convince themselves it's all in their mind Again, I just think the song really encapsulates many of the things discussed on Bigfoot Collectors Club, the best podcast out there. And I was curious if you guys agreed with me that this song really touches on experiences that people report and doesn't give a condescending attitude to it at all. Sorry for the quotes and academic style of the analysis, but I was a former college instructor. (laughs) Thanks for everything. And I look forward to the live show. I attached this as well for your convenience. And then he gave us the full set of lyrics, which I think people can look up. Uh, Mike after the show, uh, so I apologize for not getting to it earlier, but I've included this in L files because maybe the killers have been abducted by aliens because yeah. absolutely. Yeah. This is for sure by the book, Mike, a alien abduction experience and, and, you know, go check it out. Check out that song. Yeah. And it's a great, a great, great analysis of the song there. I felt like it was an episode of Genius or Song Exploder. Yeah, or something. well, it was in English. And I like that the idea is that maybe this is some sort of, you know, alien abductions are some sort of psychic experience, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe the they're all not it's in your physical... mind and the all it's in my mind thing yeah. is, uh, is really cool. Like, just about... Uh, you know how perspective shifts on truth and everything. It's very or, interesting. Or cool. that they're like, "Oh, now I feel crazy because this actually happened to me." So it must be. It must be in my mind. Right. You know. Right. Right. Yeah. right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Well, thanks for sending that along, Mike. Uh, thanks, let's Mike. do some research thanks, on the Killers and find out if they were they have a personal they paranormal great experience. Yeah, I love the Killers. All right, here we go. This is going to be our last L files for the week. This one appropriately. Or inappropriately titled Bigfoot Encounter from a Hot Tub? Oh, yeah. While I'm an avid listener of your sister pod, a funny feeling, shout out Marcy and Betsy. 
I oh. actually came to BCC via Michael's appearance on Can I Pet Your Dog? R.I.P. Albie. Oh, thank you so much. And what oh a great God. show that was and is. Um, shortly after I began binging episodes this summer, I took a trip up to Washington State for a vacation. We all use they pronouns. Oh, thank God nice. someone's opening with these pronouns. Yeah, with thank some of you. my best friends for a birthday. We rented a cabin in the woods outside of Skiomish, Washington, uh, near Stevens Pass. As we drove past Seattle, I began effusively explaining to my friends that we were now entering a Bigfoot country with just a hint of irony and a heart full of wanting to believe. We passed a large Bigfoot statue just miles before our turnoff that only deepened my excitement. I'm a lifelong witch, and one of my favorite things to do upon entering a new space I'll be sleeping or spending a lot of time in is to make an offering to the spirits uh, of the land and home. I think this is wise. On the first night, I left some flowers and wine against a couple of the surrounding trees. And a few days later, a hunk of my homemade bread. Ooh, mm-hmm. a little offering to the fairies. This is the sweet. fake hoke. It I didn't occur to me that uh, it didn't once occur to me that leaving offerings is often a way to communicate and draw out Sasquatch activity. But it may have done just that. Oh, yeah. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. I don't know if you mentioned this. Uh, 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 reader, uh, listener, writer, inner. Um, I'm scrolling down, uh, Corin. Uh, but you know, you should check out if you haven't listened to the Patreon, you should check out, uh, the Where the Footprints End, mm-hmm. uh, which is all about like the fae and fairy type connection between Bigfoot and the fae folk. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, such a good book. Gifting is, uh, they don't recommend it. Because you will attract a Bigfoot. Yeah, okay. they really like that, those gifts, dang it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Side note, on top of my drawing and some high strangeness and frequent and my loud repetitions of, we're in Bigfoot country now, babies, I'm pretty sure there was a haunting in one of the rooms. It felt so dark and oppressive, even in daylight. At night, as I'd pop downstairs to pee, I found myself avoiding to look into dark rooms, into the dark room at all costs, a behavior I haven't experienced since I was eight and couldn't look into a guest room in which I later saw a full body apparition. Plus the friend who ended up sleeping there had wild nightmares every night, something they were not at all accustomed to. Anyways, back to the squatch. There was a hot tub on the back porch, the main reason we picked this cabin, and even found ourselves in this part of the country, and we took full advantage of it every night. The porch mm-hmm. light above the ca- porch light above cast just enough light to reach the edges of the tree line, but not a foot more. It was gorgeous and peaceful, and just a bit disconcerting to a bunch of city queers. About three <laughs> nights in, after we'd gotten good and comfy there, all four of us were in the hot tub playing a guessing game. We'd all probably uh, had a single hit of weed, but very much had full awareness of our surroundings and such. All of a sudden, out of the dark trees around us, seemingly just out of sight, came a voice unlike anything I've heard. It was almost human, but very much not. Not at all canine or vulpine, but deep, throaty and strangely melodic it repeated a melody like birdsong in that it was the exact same refrain over and over again with no variation about Mm. five times and then 
let out a series of odd yips. Too deep, too deep to be a fox or coyote, but still very animalistic. This was followed by what was obviously the hoots of an owl from a slightly different part of the tree line. Okay, well, I'm going to pause right here and say that was maybe not an owl. That was maybe another Bigfoot mimicking an owl to say, yeah, I'm in position. Mm -hmm. My friends and I all froze, looking at each other and listening in amazement. What the fuck was that? One of us said. I think it's Bigfoot, I replied, only kidding a tiny bit. Of course, none of us thought to reach for our phones to record it. That would be too easy. We pretty quickly moved on past the strangeness, but not before one of us went to bed. And I spent 20 minutes explaining to another friend Valet's theory posed in Passport to Magonia. Well done. Okay, now, I was fully prepared to joke about our encounter for the rest of the trip and chalk it up to some odd forest animal if it weren't for the next morning. I came downstairs the last one to wake and to start help packing up. I casually joked about hearing our big hairy buddy the night before when my friend, the first to wake, mentioned that they had had to clean up all of our trash off the front porch last night. Something must have gotten into our bear-proof needs two of us to open trash can and strewn it about. I just looked at them in awe and said, you mean something with thumbs? So, do you think I attracted a Bigfoot to our cabin with my offerings and got to have a real encounter? Or is there a weird mountain man out there making weird noises at vacationers and going through their trash cans? We went through a list uh, 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 we went through and listened to a bunch of PNW animal sounds, Pacific Northwest, and none of them came close to what we heard. And there were people mm. cabin next door, but they didn't seem at all like the kind of hooligans who would pull some garbage-based prank on us at, in the night. Thanks so much for reading this, and apologies that it's so dang long. I love details, and for doing the pod, it's a light in my week. Smiley face. I have many other stories in this realm that I can share next time, including that guest room ghost. Until then, Corinne, they, them. Well... It turns out, and I didn't mean to do this, guys, I just swear this is synchronistic. We've had some heavily bear-based elf files and stories. I mean, Grace, how would I the fuck I know that you were going to talk about bears this week? Um, That's Yeah, that's strange, man. I don't know. That was weird. I don't know. Look, the that sounds like Bigfoot vocalizations and mimicry, especially the yips. I'm not convinced that was actually an owl. Um, mm-hmm. but, and those bear-proof trash cans yeah. are l- legit pretty bear-proof. Yeah. 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 So I that's Bryce weird. That's weird. Back us up on this one, don't you? I mean, look, we we don't know because you only heard you didn't see, but I would call that some Sasquatch activity 100%. And mm-hmm. I do think that maybe, since you also are a witchy person, maybe you attracted gifting Gifted some Bigfoots to come in a little closer. You you open yeah. the door to this activity a hundred percent. Gifting, I feel like, oh, without fail, always like attracts some sort of like paranormal vibe. Oh, yeah, I mean, it's like it's an ancient tradition, right? Yeah. The offerings, like it's in every religion, it's in every spiritual practice. Certainly. Like, I was gonna say, like like hearing them talk about um, the sounds that they heard. Um, like sometimes I'll walk Nova around at night and I definitely hear sounds that are like 
things I've never heard before where I'm like, wow, that's like a unique new like nighttime animal sound. But if they went through a list, I never thought to go through a list of Pacific Northwestern animals. Check the sounds. Or like local animals and check the sounds. That's so smart. Rice would say that. also check out those Sierra sounds. You know, mm-hmm. if you can look up the Sierra yeah. sounds that are allegedly. Yeah, see if they sound like that. That's the question. You know, look up some Bigfoot, quote unquote, Bigfoot sounds and see if they match anything that uh, you heard. I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if if you if you hit a couple dingers on that one. Right. Yeah. You should check like just like then like big Bigfoot sounds and yeah. be like, oh, my God, that's exactly what we heard. And right I mean, back, all in all, sounds like a pretty sweet vac- vacay. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That hot sounds tub, Hot tub. Jacques Villet. Some Bigfooting, non-lethal Bigfoot encounters. I'm yeah, in. Cornering, yeah. cornering a friend at late night after smoking some weed and hot tub and be like, let me tell you about Jacques Vallée. <laughs> love it. <laughs> definitely done that. I love it. All right, guys. Well, that's it for our L files. Write us in with some more so we can get back to uh, your personal paranormal stories. I want to thank Grace Mitchell for being here. Grace, thank uh, you, Michael. You know, you're part of the family. It's always great having you here. Where Aww. can our listeners find you and find your work? Well, I'm on all uh, socials at Grace Mitchell. Uh, Grace Mitchell's my name. And if you want to communicate with me somehow, I'm like the most active on Instagram at Grace Mitchell. That was Nova shaking his I head violently. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes he just shakes. Uh, in case boy. you missed that, it's at Grace Mitchell. And uh, check out my music on Spotify, Apple Music, any streaming service that you listen to music. And um, I don't know if you have any business opportunities, hit me up. My email is <laughs> gmitchellmusic yeah. at gmail.com. Just like money me, like, only inquiries, like please. Sketchy business inquiries. Timeshares. You still do uh, a radio show occasionally? I don't do my radio show as much anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, well, actually, I, should, I, I don't do it at all, actually, anymore. I don't know why I even said Got that. Uh, I don't do it anymore. I kind of wish I did. Uh, there was nothing. Um, I feel like, you know, you guys have a fan base, you guys have the Patreon, uh, and lots of subscribers, and I don't know, the radio show was just like a little bit too, not enough ears on it. Uh, Shouting into the void. Shouting into the void a little bit too hard. And like, I would go on to like the the like the metadata and see that like only one person was listening and 90 percent of the time that was only me so i don't do it it anymore (laughs) is that archived anywhere yeah yeah i mean they play it sometimes on east side radio uh so it's like a just a uh, an internet radio station eastsideradio.org and sometimes they play reruns of cool ex-girlfriend which is my radio show um it sounds like cool ex-girlfriend needs to be a podcast yeah, mm. that would be sick. I I loved doing Cool Ex Girlfriend. I was just annoyed that it. I felt like no one was listening to it. And then, weirdly enough, like now that I've stopped doing it, so many people were like, "Man, why don't you do your radio show anymore?" And I'm like, "What the fuck, Maybe guys? More people were listening. You than should you have realized. told me that you were listening or Maybe something. You should figure out how to make it a podcast. And uh, yeah, you know, it'd be a cool our podcast. listeners would come over and check that out for sure. All right, guys, Dang. support Grace Mitchell. What are you doing out there? In Streamer real time. Music. What are you doing, man? Support Venmo it. is at grass <laughs> underscore Mitch. <laughs> feet picks yeah. if you're looking for Yeah, those. you need some good yeah, feet picks. I don't have any shame about that. Speaking <laughs> of Anyone be- with a feet fetish? <laughs> oh, boy. All right, well. You should really get in those plugs there. Yeah. Riley, you might have the to girl's scream. Got post candy. I need a, I, some cash, yo. 
Hey, All man, right. I take the pictures. Speaking of supporting patrons, you can <laughs> check us out uh, at patreon.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. For five bucks a month, you get three to five bonus episodes every month. Uh, and, you know, uh, if you don't want to subscribe for more new content, but you want to support the show, drop us a little supportive tip over at buymeacoffee.com slash Bigfoot Collectors Club. You can find all the links to all of these in our link tree on our social media at Bigfoot Collectors Club on Instagram at Bigfoot Pod on Twitter. I'm at McMills on Instagram. Give me a follow over there if you aren't doing it already. Um, I would appreciate it. Riley, what do you got? I mean, I just want to say thanks to everyone that came to the live show. It was so fun to get to do that again, even though we weren't like in the room with you guys. Like, it just felt good to have, yeah, like an active, engaged audience. Like, that was cool. It was so fun. Y'all should so do that some more. We'll do. We're gonna do. We're gonna do more. But yeah, thank you guys just so much for coming, and uh, we really appreciate it. Shout yeah. out Austin and his sushi oh house. <laughs> Austin falling <laughs> Taking down. Taking one for the He's boy. fine, by the way. I, I talked to him right after. He's totally fine. He thought it was also very oh, funny. My God, he's got a good sense of humor. Guys, don't um, miss these shows the next one you gotta you gotta check it out um, yeah great that's it i'm peace okay. drone on instagram give me a follow say what up that sounds it. good all right everybody uh until next week good night and go get regrets Bigfoot Collectors Club is produced by Riley Bray. Our theme song is Come Alone by Sun Eaters, courtesy of Lotus Pool Records. If you like the show, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps get the podcast to more listeners. To support the show, check out our Patreon page at patreon.com backslash Bigfoot Collectors Club and unlock multiple reward episodes every month. Hey, this is Eric Malinsky, host of the podcast Imaginary Worlds. Each episode, I explore different sci-fi fantasy genres, talking with filmmakers, novelists, game designers, cosplayers, comic book artists, and anyone who works in the field of make-believe. I also look at the fan experience, asking, why do we suspend our disbelief? You can subscribe to Imaginary Worlds wherever you get your podcasts. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.